0: Alright, well we are going to, um, I think we're getting close to being done with this series on words, but uh, we're in a series called Write Words, and this is part 9. Um, let's look at a few of the verses we looked at last week, and then um, we'll go a little bit further. I don't think we finished up what we were talking about last time. Uh, we'll put up Hebrews 10.23 and look at that in a few uh, translations and then go on. Hebrews 10, 23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope, our expectation, without wavering. What's wavering? That's changing. A wave goes up, it goes down, it's changing. It's not constant. You know, a wave is not concrete. You know, this this is... If I take this keyboard cover and do this, this is floppy. This is like a wave, you know, up and down. And oh, you know, where is it? Well, it's it's hard to put your finger on it because it's all over the place, right? Where is that in space? Well, it's up, it's down, it's all over. But if I go over here to this column, that's not moving. Where is it? It's right there. Where is it 10 minutes from now? It's right there. Where is it two weeks from now? It's right there it doesn't move. That's not wavering. That's not going up and down. This says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. He does not change. This world's changing all the time. Every day you wake up. And if you look at the news, there's something different. Something's changed. It constantly changes. Things at your work might change, things in your Family might change, but God is faithful, He's true, and He doesn't change, which is why our confession can be stable, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to waver because what our confession is based on and what our hope is based on and our faith is based on doesn't change. And so our mouth shouldn't change. And that's what we're touching on right now. Our mouth shouldn't go all over the place because if we believe something, what we believe in God It doesn't change. And so the circumstances may change. How many of you know what you see, what you feel can change? You can feel great at one minute and not feel so great the second, you know, in another minute. But then you can feel great five minutes later. So it's changeable. And so if it's changeable, why would you start basing what you say on that? We don't want to. If you base what you say and let what lets come, what you let come out of your mouth on what you see or feel or the circumstances, then we are starting, like we've talked about in different times, we're starting to speak out words that are reinforcing that direction rather than holding the course. If the circumstance looks over there it starts moving and you want it to be over here which is based on the word we need to hold fast and say the right thing here so that this can snap back. What we don't want to do is, oh it looks like it's changing, start saying things over here and then get this result because that's what will happen and that's what people do. And it's so important we don't, we can't let a little bit of change in this natural world affect what we say affect what we're our confession is because that is the way to defeat you you a it can be a blip i mean wouldn't it be silly you, you know you have um, Your circumstance has been solid, 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 solid. And then it blips over here and all of a sudden you start going over here and saying this. Why would you start going over here and saying something that's against the word when it just changed for a moment? Well, what if it's changed for three days? It doesn't matter because we need to sit, we need to believe that God is faithful, He's true, and that we're not going to waver no matter what. That's how we get victory. Because God... As solid as that column looked or that column that I was hitting earlier, that's nothing compared to God. God doesn't change at all, ever. It doesn't matter if our perception changes or it may look like because the devil will whisper to you, well, where's God? What's going on? How is this? And he'll try to get you to believe that something's changed, that somehow God has changed, that somehow God's not faithful, but it's just a lie. It's a lie. And so we need to get, we, we need to understand that we need to hold fast. Let's read a few more of his uh, translations, and then we're going to get into a few more things. Hebrews 10.23 in the Amplified says, Let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering the hope we cherish and confess and our acknowledgement of it. For he who promised is reliable, sure, and faithful to his word. We're, gonna fo- we're focusing on that part of holding fast, of saying the same thing, of maintaining, of not wavering tonight. You know, we've talked about the different aspects of our words, but I want us to see that it is a constant. It's not for five minutes. It, you know, because anybody can last five minutes. Any, most people can last a day. Saying the right thing. Well, the, you know, in the, in the face of pain. No, it, I'm healed. No, I'm healed. But, but like somebody said, time uh, tests the trust that you have as time goes by, it starts to pull on you to change. It tries to push on you. This world and circumstance will put pressure on you and put pressure on your mouth to start saying something contrary to God. Well, God didn't change. We need to to settle it in our hearts that God never changes, and if we'll get it just settled, that I'm going to say the same thing until... Until? Until when? Is three months good enough? No, until you see it. Well, what if I don't see it? The best way to leave this earth would be to be believing God. And guys, we need to, we need to, to, to um, what's the way I want to say it? Not esteem so much this life that we think somehow, if there was a failure, if something went really well or not, that it's just the end of the world. Like, oh my gosh, well, what if you didn't get healed? Or what if something didn't happen just quite right? You're gonna be in heaven, we're gonna win. So let's not get so uptight about, well, I don't know what, I mean, I didn't quite do that right. See if we'll flush all that thinking about how important, I mean, this world's important, don't get me wrong, but, at the end of the day, fast forward, we're going to be in heaven with God in that party we were just talking about. So then let's not get, sometimes you can get so focused on if you're doing it right, and, am I, and what if this doesn't happen? What if it doesn't happen? What if it never happened? I'm not talking humbly, I'm just saying, what if the worst case, just say it never happened, what's the next thing? You're in heaven. You're going to win. So let's just back up to the little things here on this earth. The Bible calls, Paul calls it light affliction. Let's just back up there, and why don't we just believe God? Because when we get to heaven, we're not going to have the chance to come back and believe God here. And we're going to wish, when we see everything, we're going to be like, Oh, why did I die? God, I'm sorry. Yes, you are so faithful. Oh, you mean all that, that was all a smoke screen? I didn't have to move? You mean that was all just pressure on me to... And every one of us is probably going to have to repent to some degree. We're going to be like, Lord, you are so much bigger and so much more faithful. Man, if I would adjust, and some of those tears he's going to have to wipe away, I think, are just going to be, boom, oh, why did I let that changeable fallen world affect what I thought of you and affect my mouth when you were always true? So, guys, we can come back to this place now in this realm and just settle it. Hey, when I get there, I, I'm gonna when I get there, I'm gonna have a party. So right now, I'm gonna act like that's true, and he's gonna be he's just as faithful now as he will be then, and I'm just gonna run right on through acting like I'm gonna win, and so right now I'm gonna hold my head up high, I'm gonna keep my mouth straight, and I'm not gonna let it move. I'm gonna glorify him with my mouth. He is faithful. It says He's reliable. He's sure. It's not that we're basing our, our, um, our confession on something that's all wavy and that He's all over the place. He has never, ever failed us. There has just been lies that have been told to us that somehow He's failing us. Those are lies. God has never failed one person yet. Ever. And if it appeared like He did, it's us that have a misunderstanding. Because if He failed somebody, everything... Forget everything. The whole world, is, the whole universe is based on his word. If his word isn't reliable, then forget it. He's not going to break it for you or me. Sorry, we're just not that important. We're important, don't get me wrong. We're, we're bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus. But, you know, there's 8 billion people on the earth now, let alone the people that have already gone on. He hasn't failed you. He's not failing me. It says, let us seize and hold fast and retain without wavering. The, the, the hope, the expectation. Don't let our expectation waver. Don't let it die. Don't let it fade. Don't let it get uh, anemic because, oh, something didn't happen quite right. Who cares? God's still on the throne, and He's still for us, and He's able to take us from what looks like utter defeat and make us win. Every time. The New Living Translation says, Let us hold tightly without wavering the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep His promise. He can be trusted. In the God's Word Translation, let's skip to that one. It says, We must continue to hold firmly to our declaration of faith. The one who made the promise is faithful. So hold fast. Continue to hold firmly. Hold tightly. Seize and hold fast. Another one said hold... uh, Unswervingly. We are supposed to look at God and believe Him and look at Him with the eye of faith. So you have to look past what you see, what you feel, and look past that and, and, and grab on to the truth of God's Word with your heart. Will you see with the eye of faith? Not with your physical eye. You can look past a bunch of junk and see with the eye of faith you, you're, you winning. You coming over. Why? Because God's true. He's faithful. He is reliable. He's sure. And so, we can always trust Him. Hebrews 6.11, let's turn over there. Now, before we go there, let's go back. Um, let's look at Numbers again uh, that we looked at last time, and then we'll, we'll go and, and comment on it with some of these other verses. Uh, numbers thirteen one. Numbers thirteen, verse one It says And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel from each tribe of their fathers, so you shall send a man every one a leader among them. So Moses has heard from the Lord the Lord spoke to him saying send uh, uh, um, send men to spy out the land of Canaan which is the promised land which I am giving to the children of Israel God said I'm giving this land to the children of Israel so I want you to go spy it out because I'm giving it to you and so Moses passed this on to the people he they they selected men from all the tribes and they sent them into the promised land into the land God said I'm giving this to you I want you to go spy it out So he has promised them something, God has uh, told them what he's going to do, so they go and and if you know the story, they go, they come back, they have samples of the fruit and of the produce of the land, they've seen it, and uh, they come back in verse 26, 13 verse 26, it says now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children in Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. They, then they told them and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey and this is its fruit. So notice, they did pretty well there. They said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. So we went there. It is really a good land. That's what they said. And then they say, nevertheless, or but, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. So they saw giants. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Now notice what they're doing. They, They are not speaking what God said. God said, I'm giving you this land. They go in and they say, yeah, it's a nice land, but... And now they start speaking out words saying, yeah, it's nice, but we saw big people there. And then they start listing all the places where the different peoples are, and basically they're saying, we're not going to, you'll see this in a minute, we're not going to be able to do this because there are these people here, these people here, these people here, these people here. See, when we look at the Word, the Word promises and has told us finished, um, accomplished fact, what Jesus has already done. There are things that He's promised and then things that they're already done. And he said, but then in our life, when we look at our life, we can go, yeah, I know what the word says, but, and we start going, you know, the bills are here, and this person said this, and this is what my employer did, and this is what my body looks like, and that's exactly what they're doing. Are they holding fast to, I'm giving you this land and going and spy it out because I want you to know what's coming, and then you're going to go into it? They're not doing that. They've already lost it, and they've already said there's big guys there, and here's where all, they all live, and so we can't do it. You can disqualify yourself, yourself from the plan of God, looking at what you see and say. God, I know God spoke to me. I know He spoke to me by His Word. He spoke to me by His Spirit. He told me do this, do such and such. But then you look at the circumstance, and you say you can you can easily do just like these guys say did, and say there's no way. That's what they're saying. You'll see that in a minute. They they uh, unfortunately. They elaborate on it. And they're saying that we can't do this. But look, they're giving detail. On, what, are they, what are they giving detail about? Why they can't do what God told them to do. Now, look at how foolish that looks when you talk about it like that. God said, I'm giving it to you. And they're saying, but there's a lot of men there. There's a lot of people in our way. God said, you can do it. And they're saying, yeah, but there's people in the way. God said, I, Jehovah, I, the Almighty, have given this to you. And they said, well, but there's people in my way. Does that, I mean, that doesn't even look rational. If, if there's people in the way of God, who wins that battle? God can remove any man. God created men. You know how small this planet is when you look at the universe and you see this planet and then you can't see people from space, little people. You can't even see, you know, any sizable or small piece of land. You can't even make it out. And you're talking about this little speck on the world and they're going, there's people there. And God, you, you zoom out in the universe and there's the little earth and here's all the galaxies and everything. They're going, there's people there. I don't know what to do. And God created everything. You know how fast he can remove people? Get them out of the way if they need to be moved? Well, I just don't know my body. Your body, look at your body. God Almighty, He created your body. He can change it like that. But what do we do? Go, oh, I have a pain, therefore God isn't faithful. We won't say it like that, but that's what we say. Your word is not true. What do we do? We just let go of His promise and and basically said, you're wrong. Why? Because I hurt. Even though the next moment, it could be like, oh, I feel pretty good. Oh, it's... It's okay now. That's why you don't go by feelings, good or bad, because you start walking by sight and by feelings. Some you could feel bad and then go, "Oh, it feels better. It must be working." No, see, that's not how you know it's working. If you know that, if you think you know it's working by the, by how it feels, the next minute when it goes down, you say, "Oh, it's not working." Neither one are true. How do you know it's working? Because God said it, and I trust Him, and I believe Him, and I keep speaking that, regardless. Again, like the wave, your body can go, oh, feel good, feel bad, good, feel good, feel bad, but God is constant. And if we'll just say, God is my healer, God is my healer. Thank you, Lord, you're my healer. Thank you, Lord, you're my provider. Bank account may go up, down, up, down, but God, you're my provider. You're my provider. God is the provider. God is not limited. So if we're gonna go, oh no, he's not my provider. See see how stupid that sounds? He's not my God Almighty is not my provider because what? My bank account doesn't look like it. That's crazy. That's not. That's that's letting go of the word. So we can point fingers at these guys. You know, you can look back and go, they were so stupid. Careful what we're talking about on Sundays. Don't judge you judging them, you're bringing that right back on yourself. No, these are examples, so we don't make the same mistake. But they're human. They didn't have the Spirit of God on the inside of them. They didn't have the written word, like a copy of it, like you and I have. We are much more armed than these people were. Yeah, you can read about these guys, and over and over, they just, God does something for them, they don't believe them. But we just be very careful, because in our own lives, it is so easy that God has done something for you. And then he does something for you. And you can look and say, man, after this, I'll never doubt him. And then some other challenge comes up. And what are you tempted to say? Where is God? Well, he's the same place he always has been. He's just as faithful as he always has been. And he will come through this time if we'll believe him and trust him and not be like, oh, my circumstance. Oh, so you're not faithful. That's just crazy. God is always faithful. Verse 30 said, then Caleb, so these people come and they start talking to the people and the people are already getting riled up. They're going, oh my gosh, these guys, there are all these people there and they're, they're, show, they're telling them they're south and uh, you know all these people and all the different places and the mountains and oh no, because they're giants. They're telling them, they're scaring the people because they're saying, there's all these big people there, we can't do it. So the first thing it says in verse 30, then Caleb quieted the people. So he's got to calm them down. He's got to get them to calm down because they're riled up, because they're hearing talk. See how powerful talking is? That's how mobs get started. That's how people get all riled. They don't even know what they're, they're mad about. They're just getting all riled up because people are saying things. Let, he said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. See, Caleb says something else. He says, you guys, shut Shut your mouth! quiet down, calm down. Look, let's go up right now and take it because we're well able. Why is he saying that? He's saying what God said. God told him, I'm sending you in to spy out the land that I'm giving you. So Caleb's just saying, okay, if the Almighty is saying I have it, I've spied it out, it's a good land, let's go get it. Next step. We've spied it out. God said he's given it to us. Next step is let's go get it. We can do it. He's not being arrogant. He's being confident. He is is trusting God. He's he's counting God reliable. And his his speech backs it up. He is saying what God said. Notice, in the fate, he saw the same circumstance. He saw the same giants. He saw the same lands. And instead of going, oh my gosh, the lands are big, he said, God will help us. He's saying, let us go up at once. You know why he's saying that. He says, we'll take possession for we are well able to overcome it. Why is he saying that? Because he believes God. He believes God has made them well able to overcome it. It's the same with us. We come up against something we can go, yeah, but the doctor said. It's the same thing. The doctor said, oh, the doctor said, and you can get a whole room just up in a tizzy. The doctor said, what, it's that? It's those, oh my gosh, what what are we going to do? And instead of that? If you're like Caleb, you'll say, God said this, and we are well able to overcome this. Why? Because He has he took all my sicknesses and infirmities. I am healed by His stripes. God is in me, and we're overcoming this. But it's such and such. It doesn't matter. That's speaking and holding fast to the Word. See, what that, that doctor's report is trying to knock the Word out of you and try to make you start speaking in line with that report instead of holding fast, God didn't change. God did not change the moment that those words came out of the doctor. God did not change the moment, you know, something looked bad financially or something looked bad relationally or job-wise. God didn't change. His promise is still the same. And if He told us to do something specific, we need to hold, that's when we need to hold fast because something is trying to move us off that. Instead of being like a wave and just going off it, we need to, that's when we need to set our face like Flint and say, God said, Speak it out loud. God said it. We are well able to overcome. We're overcoming. We're coming through. We're going to come out shining. And when you look at, if you looked at the natural, you'd say, "There's no way." And the devil will come. The devil will come back and say, "You're, you're being a fool." Look. Why don't you look? Why don't you look at the circumstances? Feel why are you saying that? And we need to shoot right back and say, because God has promised. God is on my, my side and he is helping me. And if he said it, I don't need to figure it out. I just need to agree with him. He'll take care of it. I just need to hold fast to what he has said. I'm not going to get pushed off by the circumstance. I am not going to get pushed off because of the feeling or what I see. I, God has not changed. He has not failed me. He is still just as reliable before I got that report or before I saw the circumstance or before I got the extra bill as he was after. He is faithful. So Caleb tries to quiet him. Verse 31, But the men who had gone up with him said, So now the people. They said, There's giants. Caleb said, No, we're able. And then the pe- these guys come back and they go, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we, so they get, they are doubling down the opposite way. They are saying, yeah, that'd be like, you know, the doctor, the doctor says, you can't do it. There's no way, nobody has ever come out of this. This is a death sentence, and somebody says, no, we're able to, we'll overcome. And then the rest of the room goes, oh, no, nobody ever comes out of this and tries to bring it right back. No, you're a fool. Oh, yeah, you believe in that healing stuff. Well, we need to get grounded in reality. You're in denial. You need to watch it when people start throwing that stuff at you. What they may call denial may it look like denial to them, but it is faith. There's a difference. Yes, there is something. People can be in denial, but you can also be in faith. Well, that is denial. I'm, not, I'm denying the fact that this is bigger than God. You, Caleb could have, been like, he could have been like, you're in denial, pal. Those guys are big. Yeah, but God's bigger. And that's when we have to get sassy about it. Devil, devil knows how to speak stuff like that. Go, oh, no, you're in denial. You don't know what you're talking about. Do you realize this is big? This is serious. This is, there's no time for that face stuff or whatever. I know what you think you believe, but this is reality. That's a lie. God is reality. God did not change. And we need to get sassy in the face of that and say, oh yeah, we're going over. We're coming over. He said, these people started going nuts. We are not able to... They get, Look at how emphatic they are against God. We're not going to do it. We are not able. They want it that way. They are arguing. They say, no, we're not. We're, we're not. They're way stronger than we are. They're arguing against God. That's offensive. They are arguing to go down. And we again, we can throw stones, but... We need, to, we need to know there are times when, well, where is God? And people can be like, well, I don't know. Yeah, fine, I believe such and such, but where, where is God? That is of the devil. That's trying to get us to, uh, to go against him. They said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. Verse 32, and they, give the, they gave the children of Israel a bad report. You ever heard that, that song in the 90s, Whose Report Will You Believe? Ron Cannoli singing that. Integrity music. <laughs> <laughs> whose report? Anyway, it says, whose report will you believe? We shall re- re- believe the report of the Lord. His report says, I am healed, I am filled, I, whatever. I don't remember all the, the lyrics, but this is exactly what's going on. you got a report saying... You're, we're going down, and another report saying we can overcome, and it's like, well, which one are you going to believe? Are you going to believe something in the natural, that's changeable, or are you going to believe the Almighty, the Rock that has never failed, that's reliable, sure, that never changes, that created the heavens, that will be here if Jesus doesn't come back, He'll be here after anybody on the earth has left. He was there before. He's never changed. Which it seems like the sure bet, the one based on wavering and all the stuff that comes and goes every day or the rock that's never changed. Your eyes may say that's stupid, but if you just think about it logically, it is the surest thing to believe on the God that's always been, never changed, given us his word. There is no reason to doubt God. So like someone said, doubt your doubts and believe what you believe. When you have doubts, it is Pure, perfectly logical to doubt those doubts because they're, they're based on what? They're going against God. They're just like these people going, no, we can't do it. That look, When you look at it and look back, it's cringy. You know, you're looking at it going, guys, just believe God. He told you you would go in. What are you doing? Don't argue against him. Well, we just need to take it as instruction and not argue against him. We need to put a watch on our mouth. And if we're tempted to say something, anything that's against him, we need to shut our mouth and make it start saying what God said. I don't care if it looks like you're going down in flames. We need to go and say no. We need to speak and give glory to God. Speak and hold fast to what he has said. Hold fast to the right the right thing. They gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, they had, which they had spied, out, saying, "The land, though, though the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. Then we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, there." Or Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. See, these are lies. When they finally did show up, those people were so scared of them. This is the lie of the devil. He is painting a picture of what he wants them to believe, and they are buying it hook, line, and sinker. He is bringing thoughts to their minds, and they are just yielding to it and speaking it out. It's fear, it's doubt, it's unbelief, it is completely the plan of the devil, and none of it's true. On the other hand, you had Caleb yielding to the Spirit of God, saying, none of this stuff means anything, if God said it, we can do it, let's go take it. And if they would have hooked up with him, they could have taken it. Because <coughs> it wasn't the giants that kept him out, because the next generation went into the same giants and overtook them. It was their unbelief and their own refusal to believe God. And they spoke it out, and they argued. And they said, no, we can't do it. And they could have just argued the other way and said, no, we can They could have gotten just as sassy the other way, just like Caleb, and said, no, we're doing it. And the circumstance would shout back and say, there's no way you're doing it. And so we are doing it. And you just hold fast to that. Day after day, they could have just been like, Nope, we're doing it. We're going in, we're taking them, and they could, I believe they could have taken it because the next generation did. We need to get that same mentality. The Verse 30, with, with Caleb speaking, if you go back to where Caleb was speaking, It says, then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession for we are well able to overcome it. I read this last week, but we can read it again. In the New Living Translation, that same verse says, but Caleb tried to quiet the people as they stood before Moses. He said, let us go at once to take the land. We certainly can conquer it. In the Young's Literal Translation, he, he said, let us go up, let us go certain, certainly go up. We have possessed it. We are thoroughly able for it. We're able. He is speaking and holding to what God said. Hebrews 6, verse 11. We can just put that up. Actually, you can turn there if you want. We're going to look at another verse in Hebrews quick. Hebrews 6, verse 11. It said we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end that you do not become sluggish but imitate those through faith who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Through faith and patience inherit the promise. See it's believing but we need to hold fast and keep saying and believe God even when it doesn't look like it's true. Patience. Faith and patience. You believe God, and patience means you believe God until. And then the question comes, and people say, but, but, it, but it's not working. It's obvious it's not working. That, that totally reveals that we're walking by sight if we say that. How would you know it's not working? Well, I, I see it. It's not working. Okay, then your then your belief is on what you see. Your faith is on what you see. And if it changes, then you start suddenly think it's it's working because what it changed, because you saw something, that that doesn't line up with anything we've read. See. Caleb had to believe something before he saw it working. The giants are still there. They are parked where they have been. They're living where they have been. They're just as tall as they ever have been. And he said, we're able to overcome it. If you have this mentality, like the other people, and don't have any patience, don't have any real faith, then you're saying, you're waiting for the giants to what? Shrink? Move out? Throw you a party? What are they waiting for? To change before they believe? See, they want it to be handed to them, and then they're going to believe. Well, believe what? It's already done then. If they move out, well, anybody could just walk across the border and occupy. But, But Caleb and Joshua had to say, when the giants are there, when they're as big as ever, we can take them. When These guys aren't tall. The children of Israel are not big people, and these guys are giants. He had to, when they were just as tall as ever, when these guys were as short as they were, when their resources were, they had to say, we're able now. And they had to believe that until. And Caleb and Joshua were the only ones that stayed. The rest of them, God then spoke judgment on them and said, fine. To the rest of them that were arguing for it, he said, fine, out of your mouth, that's the way it's going to be. You won't, you're going to die here. You won't go in. But Joshua and Caleb, they will go in. But they had to then wait for all these people to die. And they had to still have patience. You don't think, oh, well, it's good then. Forty-something years go by? You, you think that's easy? Is that easy in your life? Anybody waited 40 years for something? What was it, 40, 45? It's not easy. Day after day, well, it's in, it's in the bag. God said it. Yeah, but God said it in the first place, too. You don't think they could have changed and just went like the first group and said, Nah, forget it. This has been too long. I don't believe anymore. They could have. They could have. We can. We can drop it. Or we can believe. We can, through faith and with patience, just say, You know what? I don't care if this takes till Jesus comes. I don't care if this is the last thing I'm believing. As I go off into glory, this is what I'm believing. And, and, you know, it can sound contradictory. How could you believe something was going to happen and then it didn't happen? How else would you want to go out? Is it better just to not believe early? Well, I just won't believe the last 10 years of my life. is not working anyway. Who said? See, when we get convinced that we're going, it's going to happen, that's when we're in a position to receive because we're not going to move then. We're we're no longer moved by what we see. We're going to hold fast to our our confession, hold fast in patience and not move. Hebrews 10.35, just a few chapters down. Hebrews 10.35 says, Therefore do not cast away your confidence. Don't cast it away. That sounds like, well, of course you wouldn't cast away your confidence. Of course you wouldn't throw it away. People do it every day. You had confidence, you believed God, your, your faith was strong, your confession was right, but then another day happened and it just didn't change and nothing looked any different. So now you're over a threshold and now might as well just say the wrong thing and cast the confidence away. You know, that's what happens. Why? Why does the clock going around, you know, the 12 hours twice... That makes it so God's not faithful and I might as well just say the wrong thing. Why? Well, there's just one more thing at work or just one more thing with the relationship. So now God's not faithful anymore. I might as well just throw all the stuff I've said that was right. Forget it. I'm going to start being like the other Israelites and I'm just going to start going against God and saying the wrong thing. Does that sound remotely logical? But that's what. Why does the clock hand ticking a few times mean that God's not faithful now? Well, it hasn't happened. Well, yeah, 24 hours ago it was fine. Now it hasn't happened, so now you're just going to throw it away. I'm going to start saying the wrong thing. There's never a place in our lives from here to the day we leave that we should ever do that. If we miss it, we ought to get back up and repent, Lord, and say, Lord, I'm sorry, You, you are faithful. I'm sorry I lapsed for a second, but I'm getting right back up. Lord, I'm sorry for those words. I break the power of those words. Lord, you're faithful. I'm saying what you said. If I need to change something, you show me. But I'm going to just praise you, and I'm going to say what you said. We're taking it. There's never, ever. I I understand it sounds like a high bar, but there is never a time from now until each of us leaves to be with Jesus, if he doesn't come back, that we should ever go against what he said. Ever. There is never a good time to cast away our confidence. Ever. There's not today. I don't care if it's been 20 years. Dig in and still believe God. Because your understanding's coming up. He hasn't changed. He's still faithful. He is still good. He is still reliable. He's still trustworthy. The last thing you want to do is throw away your confidence, go down, and then go off into glory and go, yeah, I mean, I had a good run for a while. I just couldn't hold on those last 10 years. And we're going to be there forever. Forever. Why? There's nothing on this earth Nothing that we're facing or going to face that would ever, should ever cause us to question his faithfulness and change our confession. It says, therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward for you have need of what? Endurance. So that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. It's not enough to do it just for a little while. We need to stay constant. We need to say what he said in spite of. After, after you've said it, after it's been a while, then you still keep going. Praise God. Somebody, I was talking to somebody about something, and, and um, I don't know if you knew who Lance Armstrong is. You know, he had some controversy later, but, but he, he did do a lot in the biking world. And somebody asked him, how do you keep going in, in the face of the pain when everybody else drops off? How do you do that? And he said, I train. All the training I do is to get to the point where I can go through this pain. And so I tell myself when it starts to hit, this, everything you've done up until this time is to go through this pain. If you drop it now, all that is for naught. That's the whole reason you did everything. Now you're going to hold fast. Now you're going to go through it. This is why you've trained is to go through this right now. And he would hold when other people are dropping. Now that's a natural man doing that. But in the power of God, the principle is so good because the devil will say you can't go any further. You've already pushed. You've already seen. There's nothing more you can do. Look at this has gone wrong and this has gone wrong and this has gone wrong. You need to gird yourself up and say, I'm going through. Everything else is to be here. I'm going through and God's still faithful and still say he's faithful and still say what he said is true. Amen. You set your, fi- your face like Flint and said, I'm not dropping off. I don't care if this is the last you know, run I'm doing from here until I leave. We're not quitting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why don't you stand to your feet?